Shalom, Bracha, and welcome once again to Mitzvah of the Week, uh, a division of Parashah Study Plus, brought to you by Tanakh Study. This week we are in Parashat Mishpatim. Mishpatim has a myriad of laws, and that we, it was difficult to choose, but I wanted to pick something that uh, definitely uh, works on a day-to-day basis uh, for everybody, and that is the Isur, the sin of cooking eating and getting pleasure of meat and milk together. The actual quote from this week's parasha is, Lo gedi imo. So we will uh, get started now with our first slide. We see that Lo gedi imo is mentioned three times in the Torah. Our parasha in Shemot Kav Gimel Yutet, later on in Shemot Lamidalet Kavav, and once again in Devarim. Literal translation is important here because we see that the Hachamim are going to question this literal translation and we're going to be learning many laws from the basic of the uh, basic uh, words and syntax, the Nusach of the Pasuk. So, You shall not cook, right? Bishul literally means, when the English translation of cook means that you're using a liquid agent. That's what Bishul means. Gedi is a baby goat, Bahalev Imo, in the milk of its mother, meaning the goat's the baby goat's mother's milk. So we're going to see that this well, that the Hachami really pick up on what the Torah is trying to tell us from the way that the Torah uh, taught us this law. So at face value, we see you cannot mix meat and milk together. And it seems like it's only of this goat's milk, and it has something to do with the genealogy if I was taking it to literal Peshat, of the, the where the milk comes from and where the meat comes from. Meaning if I have a bottle of milk and I have a hamburger, I would have to know that this milk and this uh, hamburger were actually related to each other. We're going to see that that's not going to be the case, but again, let's see uh, why. It's going to teach us an important cloud. The next slide, we go to Masechet Hulin Kof Tedvav, Amud Bet, page 115. We see that the Berbi Ishmael, Tana, right, was taught in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, school of Rabbi Ishmael. Lot of Asher Gedi Bahalev Imo. It says Lot of Asher Gedi Bahalev Imo. Again, do not cook a kid in its mother's milk. Shlosha Pamim says it three times in the Torah. So why? Number one, first question as we go, as we slowly break down this mitzvah. Why is it written three times in the Torah? So, so again, the uh, Academy of Rabbi Ishmael tells us Echad the Isur Achila, Echad the Isur Hanaa, Echad the Isur Bishul. The Torah singled out three different sins when a person mixes meat and milk together in a certain way, which we'll talk about. It's, it's you are forbidden to eat it, you are forbidden to cook it, and you are forbidden to receive pleasure from it. If we look at Shohan Aruch in Yore De'asiman Pezain, 87, Sa'if Aleph, we see that Maran is actually bringing the, down the explanation. If you look in the Bet Yosef, has this explanation from the Rashbah and many other Rishonim. And we'll read the, the Shohan Aruch as follows. Ve'hotzi achila b'lshon bishul, lomar she'eno asur mina Torah, ela derech bishul. Avam de'rabanan asur b'cholinian. Why did the Torah say, if in fact three times it's written in the Torah to teach us three different sins, why didn't the Torah just enumerate the sin, the, the sins? Lo te'achel, lo Why did I eat and not have hana'ah? Why does it have to say bishul, bishul, bishul? Three of the same word, but to mean three different things. So Shohan citing uh, multiple Rishonim says, 
The reason is, is because you're only liable from the Torah for cooking meat and milk together and getting hana'ah benefit from meat and milk together when the mixture was cooked together. That's called derech bishul. So meaning technically if I took a cold piece of, uh, a cold burger and a cold piece of cheese and uh, and ate that mixture together, that would only be derabanan. Again, still asur, no uh, no such thing as compromising, even on derabanans, but it's a different level of isur. But if I grilled the burger and I put the cheese on it and, sizz- and, and cooked the, grilled the cheese then again on top of the burger, that is the, called derech bishul. You actually cooked the meat and the milk together. If that mixture is forbidden to eat, sell, and get pleasure from, from the Torah. So that answers our question. Why did it say three times, Because all three sins, pleasure, cooking, and eating, are only from the Torah when you cook them together. But there is an Isur de Rabbanan in any event. We're going to qualify that as well uh, as we move on to the next slide. We go to the Rambam. Now this is important and it's a little bit difficult if you haven't heard this concept before. I'll preface this before uh, saying three things. There are different, when somebody says, oh, something is not kosher, let's say meat, there are different ways that it could become not kosher. The Ashkenazim, if they look at meat, they say, oh, is that treif? Is that treif? What does treif mean? They're saying it's a, uh, it's uh, not the Yiddish, but I'm saying it's the slang word for terefa, for taref. So what's the difference between something that is a taref, something that is a teme'ah or tameh, and something that is a nevelah? There are different ways, there are those three categories that something could still be non-kosher, but they're all different. So let's start, terefa. Terefa means like tarof toraf yosef, it means that it's torn apart. It means that the, the animal was not slaughtered properly. So you, it could be a cow, cow is a kosher animal, it has kosher signs, but it's, if you don't kill it the right way, it's lacking a very key step in the process. If you shoot the cow in the head in order to eat it, uh, or do what the goyim do, which is electrocute the animals, then that is considered uh, that is considered a terefa, tarof toraf. It was ripped or slaughtered in the wrong way. Also, a terefa is is uh, could be could apply to not just a cow, any animal with the kosher signs. Nevela is uh, is a dead carcass. So if a person just finds a dead animal on the street, you can't just take it. It could be a kosher animal. Oh, but look, die it, I'll cut it, I'll slice it. No, once it's dead, it's dead, it is now considered a nevela. We'll see also that nevela is, if meat and milk do mix in a hot item, we have a cloud called hatikha na'aset nevela, that this, which only applies to meat and milk together, that now that entire piece its entire essence becomes unkosher and nevelah. It's not that you can now measure 60 against the milk that fell into the meat. It's that the entire piece becomes nevelah. And then there's teme'a. Teme'a is a pig, uh, right? A, 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 or any other such animal. That you, uh, the, uh, the, the biggest rabbi with the most kosher knife can slaughter the pig and nothing, can, and nothing will make it kosher. It in and of itself is a behemah teme'a. Also, uh, also in the terefa category, which I just failed to mention, realizing now, 
is if they check the lungs of an animal, they killed it the right way, but then they see that it has a blemish that that it would pass away from uh, within the year, it would not be able to live with, and that's also considered a terefa. So why is this important to know the different categories? Because sometimes it can be confusing. The Rambam is going to teach us that, again, trying to qualify when the Torah makes it asur for us, I'll read the Rambam. En asur min ha-Torah ela besar behema tehora b'chalev behema tehora. Shneemar lo tevashel gedi b'chalev imo. The only time that meat and milk was forbidden from the Torah was when you had pure animals. Milk from a pure animal and the meat from a pure animal. Meaning, let's take an easy example, cow meat with cow milk. That's that's what the Torah wanted to make sure you didn't do. Obviously, I don't need the I don't need the Torah to come and tell me. By the way, don't eat pig meat with cow milk. I was never eating pig milk, uh, pig meat anyway, or drinking pig milk anyway. That that's covered by not, by the other laws of kashrut, or the behemat temeah laws, which I'm not allowed to touch. So the Torah, this extra restriction, was only talking about kosher on kosher. So let's read it again. Only have a pure animal's meat with a pure animal's milk. Now again, a second thing we have to say is, it doesn't make a difference how I killed it. So let's say a person goes to McDonald's. McDonald's is having their cheese from a cow, and they have burger that's also from a cow. Now, they could have electrocuted the cow, shot the cow in the head. You could say, oh, Rabbi, look, it's, oh, I see non-kosher meat, so I'm allowed to mix it from the Torah. No, you're not, because the the, the source is from a pure animal, a tehora. And we continue reading the Rambam. Ugedi, who kolel, vlad hashor, vlad haseh, vlad haez. Right, the ox, the sheep, the ram, the uh, the goat. It can, when it says gedi, it includes all of those kosher animals, or kosher cattle, with the kosher signs. And we, the reason is, that, and this is the klal, velon emar gedi. So then why, do, why does the Torah just say gedi? Start listing me the animals. Velon emar gedi b'chadevimo ela shediber hakatuv b'hove, which is... Just an, just an amazingly important klal, a rule, uh, in oil, whenever you study Torah in general, <clears throat> that the text spoke to the generation that the Torah was given to. So back then, if you just said, some, you know, the, the naive mind could say, Rabbi, how come the Torah, it's an eternal document, didn't just mention, don't eat at McDonald's, right? We should know what it is. Imagine you said the word McDonald's to the generation in the Midbar. They'd look at you like you were crazy. They would not follow the Torah. The most important generation was the generation that received the Torah so that we were all from their progeny. So it had to make sense, make the most sense to them and be, and be uh, you know, as, as succinct as possible as well. So what did most people have? They had a baby goat. Listen, a cow was already hashum. That, 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 not everybody could afford a cow. A gedi, everybody had at least a gedi, a little baby goat. That's how you would get the meat. How would you get the milk? You would get the milk from the mom, right? The mom would produce milk and babies for meat. And that was your that was that was your sustenance. So now they now they got it. Now the people in the desert they understood the generation of the midbar understood it. Said, oh okay, the milk that I get from the mom don't I can't just use the babies and uh, when I kill them for meat and now cook them together. That's called shidiber hakatu bahove. It spoke to the present generation in the uh, of the of the midbar and how they would most likely understand things. So that's also. For explaining that Rambam is explaining why the use of Gedi, which was most uh, most prevalent, and uh, and again, uh, that's uh, that that was for the, for them to understand the the laws uh, in the Torah. So 
also, just before we leave this slide, we have to understand if a person was able, was mixing pig and cow milk, that would not be allowed to eat, because again, that's because of the, you're not allowed to eat the pig. But we're going to see that it would be allowed to mix, to, to allow to cook it together, as well as uh, get hana'ah from that. Again, if it's non-kosher, how non-kosher? Meaning from a, from a tameh animal, an animal that could never become kosher. Well, if any one of them, either the milk or the meat. We see Masechet Hulin from the Mishnah, Kofiot Gimel Amud Aleph. We see a statement of Rabbi Akiva, which is very important because most people think that they know this law and they misconstrue it. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Hayava of Enamina Torah, so it says a haya, which is a wild animal, an undomesticated animal that still has the kosher signs, uh, bison, uh, deer, ve'of, and poultry. And amina Torah, they're not from the Torah, right? Again, you're still not going to be able to mix it because they're banan. But it's not included in the, in the Torah, in, in the prohibitions of mixing meat and milk together. It says it three times. Rabbi Akiva has a different terasha. We said, Rabbi, you already taught us what why it says it three times. Rabbi Akiva is also using it, prat, to exclude from the sin three things. Haya, which is the wild and domesticated animal, of poultry, and behema temea, and unkosher animals. However, Rabbi Yosehaglili, in our next slide, says, no, he has a different Shita, and it says, It says, we connect, you shall not eat any, uh, right, we said, a dead carcass of an animal, and do not cook a kid in its mother's milk. Whatever you might have thought, okay, whatever can become, whatever can become asur because of nevela, having a dead carcass, should also be asur because of so that would include haya and of, much more strict than a biakiva. He said, Poultry do not nurse their young. They do not have milk. So therefore, poultry is, he agrees with Rabbi, with, um, with Rabbi Akiva on poultry, because they don't have, but for, from a different reason, that they do not have milk to give their young, but haya is going to be a, is going to be a problem. According to him. Let's see what Shohan Aruch rules. Shohan Aruch on this, because again, we have three categories of meat. We have beef, then we have wild animals, right? Let's say like a deer, etc. Or we have, and then we have poultry. So Shohan Aruch in Yoreda Siman Pezayim, but if Gimal says, Ubasar Hayava of, if it's Hayava of, Afilu Bahalev Tehora Mutar Bibishul Wana'a. Says, much like Rabbi Akiva singled out for us. It says, if I have the meat of a wild animal, and again, that's kosher, and poultry, kosher poultry, it is going to be mutar to cook and to get pleasure. So cook and get pleasure gets automatically mutar from the gecko. Mutar, allowed. Um, when I was uh, when I was training my brother, uh, Ray T, now at Prep by Ray T, which people, everybody should uh, go visit, shameless plug, we have... Uh, and he was teaching him, and he went to culinary school. He said, what, Rabbi Ike, what could I cook? What could I What could I not cook? So this halacha comes in, <clears throat> not only very handily, but this is a halacha. I can cook poultry, and I could cook teme'a animals, and I could also cook hayot, right? Let's say a bison, a deer, with milk. And I can get hana'a from it. After I cook it, I can sell it. That's not a problem. That's also key for owning a business. A person wants to own a Chick-fil-A, and so cooking and selling, it's just chicken and cheese. It's no problem. 
However, the eating on the, in these categories is, is still going to be asur, but only drabanan. But it's still asur. So from the Torah, it's the beef that's from, teme, from a tehora, with, mixed with milk from a tehora. Any combination, the, the cooking, the getting hana'ah, and the eating, all from the Torah. Once I go down a step to hayava of, it's mutar to cook and to cook and get benefit. Why? Because that's a rabbinic, uh, 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 the, the rabbis are the ones who expounded it and made the derasha from the Torah. It didn't say it explicitly outright in the Torah. It came from the rabbis making a derasha. So they can't, you can't impose that on them as well. So bishul and hana'ah with haya and of becomes mutar and eating it will only be derabanan. Again, still asur. Aval dagim v'hagabim, but fish and grasshoppers, different types of locusts, and bahem isur afilu midrabanan. You can mix that with cheese. Rabbi, what about the, the famous argument about fish and cheese? We'll save that for another time. Um, but again, bottom line, it's uh, we see that the, 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 from the straight letter of the law, we have fish and cheese mutar. Uh, same thing with the grasshoppers uh, uh, as well, because they're not meat. Hagaha. Right, the Rama says, "V'nahagula asot halav mishkedim u'manichim ba basar of ho'il ve'enorak midrabanan." But basar behema yesh lehaniach etzel halav shkedim mishu marita ayin. So, just an important law that I'd like to highlight is that here we said that Rama they used to have a um, a minhag that they used to put uh, chicken meat or meat from a bird and and soak it in milk. So, which type of milk? Uh, would it be? It would be almond milk. It says it right here. Halav shkedim. They would take halav shkedim, milk from almonds, and soak it in bird milk. Well, what would be the problem with that? That's no problem. It's not real milk. However, there might be a problem with marita ayin. So since, why was it important that we actually singled out the chicken or poultry, any poultry is derabanan, this is one of the nafkaminot. One of them is that if since I have almond, I'm soaking the almond milk, I'm soaking the poultry in almond milk, even if it was regular milk, the isur would only be from the rabbis. I don't need to worry about, uh, I don't need to worry about somebody thinking, oh look, he's soaking it in real milk, marita ayin. But if it was beef, what they used to do, they have a custom that they would place almonds next to the milk so that people would say, ah, this must be almond milk. And therefore, I'm not going to misunderstand and think that it was from Deoraita. So I have to do that if it's beef that I'm soaking in my almond milk. Got to put some almonds next to it because it's an Isur Deoraita. So that's one of the reasons why, let's say, you go to a steakhouse, and then you're having, I'm in a steakhouse, I eat steak, and then I'm having ice cream served to me right after. How's that allowed? So because even so, it would be that it's only the Rabbanan eating one after the other. So therefore, I don't need to say, I don't need to put the, it's, uh, the label that says dairy-free. On, uh, on on every table in the restaurant that went uh, by each ice cream. Because again, that's just practical because it would only be the Rabbanan. That's just another example. What's the reasoning for this for this mitzvah that the Torah gave us? So the bottom line is that it's a hawk. We don't know the official reason. However, our sages always try to give us, which we, which we should always strive to do, strive to find the reasons as long as we know that it's really just a mitzvah ordained by the Torah and we must follow. So Sever HaHinuch says, that the uh, that the shoresh uh, comes that again it might be a type of witchcraft or avodah zara. Also similar to the commandment by a witch, we can look over there, Sefer Achinuch 62, uh, that there are certain things that are forbidden to mix. 
ואפשר שתהרוג את הבשר עם חלב מעשה בשביל יהיה סיבת איסורו מן היסוד הוא, right, it might have been that it's the process of, uh, the, of the cooking, uh, that, would be, that, that would be the issue according to uh, ספר החינוך. מורה נבוכים, ורמב״ם gives a different reason, כי יש עובדי עבודה זרה, יעבדוה במעשה תערובת בשר עם חלב. רמב״ם says, look, this was a pagan custom that, that, of idol worship, that they used to, what part of the worshiping of a certain gods were, that you're mixing בשר with חלב. ולכן, חיקה התורה, right, אותה תערובת. That's why we, the Torah distanced us from this איסור. Bottom line, again, even if you could say, oh, we don't have Avodah Zarah now, right, or Machashefot, or forbidden mixtures, it's hard to understand. Again, the Torah, this is, at, at its core, Basar Bechalav is forbidden because the Torah said, it's a chok that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to us. Um, again, Moren Uchim, Sefer HaChinuch, trying to explain it to us, but again, it's to keep us, uh, keep us uh, as kosher as we can, and to follow in HaShem's ways. That's it for today's class. Stay far away from Mixing our meat and our milk. Three times for the Isur of Achila, Hana'a, and Bishul in this week's parasha of Parashat Mishpatim. Uh, Shabbat Shalom, and see you next week.